the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. If we look to the answer as to why for so many years we achieved so much, prospered as no other people on earth, it was because here in this land we unleashed the energy and individual genius of man to a greater extent than has ever been done before. Those who say that we're in a time when there are no heroes, they just don't know where to look. The sloping hills of Arlington National Cemetery, with its row upon row of simple white markers, bearing crosses or stars of David, they add up to only a tiny fraction of the price that has been paid for our freedom. As for the enemies of freedom, those who are potential adversaries, they will be reminded that peace is the highest aspiration of the American people. We will negotiate for it, sacrifice for it. We will not surrender for it now or ever. We are Americans. This is the Bob France Authority on AM 1420. The answer. Yes, indeed, it is. Good morning to you. It's seven minutes after the hour of nine o'clock. Thank you so much for joining us on this Monday, the first, that's right, the very first morning of the seventh month of the year of our Lord, 2019. Happy July to you. Happy early Independence Day to you. Of course, we are all going to celebrate uh, coming up this Thursday, the birth of this wonderful country, and uh, we're going to try to do it by being Americans. Americans first. I'll explain that as we go this morning and really throughout this week. Coming up in about 40 minutes, Congressman Jim Jordan will join us for his regular Monday visit. We're going to talk to him about a host of things, including the President of the United States states taking an historic step across the line from the DMZ into North Korea, being the first sitting American president to step foot in North Korea. The Democrats, of course, call it nothing but a publicity stunt, nothing but a Photoshop. Others who support the president and believe in diplomacy rather than just giving lip service to it say it could be the first step toward a new relationship, literally a new step, a first step. Someone on on uh, line last night uh, really captured it well. One a picture of President Trump stepping over that line, saying one small step for man, and yes, indeed, possibly a giant leap for mankind. If this can lead to more diplomacy and fewer rocket launches and missile tests and nuclear pro- proliferation, etc., it could very well be that. Now, of course, in true 2019 American society way, we have to make sure that we judge it immediately rather than giving it its due time to run its course. And that's, of course, what people have done. Rather than waiting to see what kinds of relations are built and are fostered from this step over into North Korea and then a 50-minute subsequent meeting between the two world leaders, one, the President of the United States, the greatest force for good and freedom and liberty in the history of the, country, or history of the world, the other, a tyrannical, 
uh, human rights violating dictator of a communist nation. Is there any common ground to be had? We'll never know unless conversations are held. And they did hold that conversation for 50 minutes, ostensibly agreeing to put teams together, negotiating teams that will continue the dialogue with, between the two countries. So this is uh, you know, quite clearly something that cannot be judged on its face. This is what we do, though. We try to judge exactly that. We judge everything in a moment's notice. Oh, nope, this won't do any good, or oh, this is going to have long-lasting results. We don't know. Let's give it a little bit of time. But the, those steps cannot be taken, obviously. Uh, you know, that progress, rather, I should say, cannot be made until those first steps are taken. And the president took one. North Korean state TV calling President Trump's meeting with leader Kim Jong-un an amazing event. A newsreader saying the leaders exchanged historic handshakes in a place known as a symbol of division, the village of Panmunjom on the North Korea-South Korea border. When the president stepped onto North Korean territory yesterday, he became the first sitting U.S. leader to do so. Talks over nuclear weapons are now expected to resume this month. And that, again, cannot possibly be a bad thing. The only question is is whether or not it will be a good thing. In my estimation, like I said, everybody's doing snap judgments. I'm not going to do a snap judgment. I'm going to say, looking forward, this is going to have been either a great benefit for diplomatic relations between these two countries and thus a massive step forward toward world peace, or it will have been neutral. Nothing will have been accomplished. But it's impossible for anything negative to come from it, truthfully. There, there just, there isn't a way for this to be a terrible thing, for this to be a negative thing, no matter how badly the Democrats try to make it so. So that's just, you know, the, you know, the, the nature of diplomacy begins with what? Words. Talking. Agreeing to stand face to face, sit face to face, sit across a table, whatever the case might be. That is diplomacy, and that is exactly what the, the liberal Democrats have been calling for. If President Trump, see, here's the thing. Here's the thing about liberal Democrats. All right? There is nothing, and I mean no thing, nothing that President Trump could do when it comes to North Korea or virtually anything else that will be accepted as being positive by the liberal Democrats. If the President of the United States sits down with and greets Kim Jong-un because he just happened to be in the area, by the way, this was very unplanned. It was kind of a brief stopover because the President was in Japan for the G20 summit. So the president contacts, by way of tweet, by the way, North Korea saying, you know what, maybe we should chat since I'm nearby. And this all goes down. So if the president has this diplomatic moment with the the ruthless, tyrannical, dictatorial leader of North Korea, he is accused by the left of pandering to a tyrant. He's accused of being too soft with a world tyrant. This tyrant should be shunned. This tyrant should be ignored. This tyrant should just continue to be sanctioned and not be given the respect that a meeting with the president and the leader of the free world warrants him or gives him, right? Now, if the president had done just the opposite, if the president shuns North Korea, if the president, especially if North Korea were to extend the invitation rather than the president saying maybe we should get together and the president says no, president says, go to hell, you ruthless dictator, you, we're not talking to you, then he is accused of what? Aggression. Aggression and, and, and uh, ignoring diplomatic overtures by uh, a ruthless communist enemy. 
here is the communists trying to reach out and 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 you know open some sort of dialogue and president trump wants to continue the cold stare and to again gin up anger between the two countries and and almost dare the north koreans to continue and expand and grow their missile testing program if Trump sits down with Kim Jong-un, he is appeasing a tyrant. If Trump ignores Kim Jong-un, he is accused of being aggressive toward the tyrant and perhaps uh, trying to goad the United States into another war. When you are Donald Trump being covered by today's media and criticized by today's Democrats... And I repeat myself, that is redundant because they are one and the same. Today's media is today's Democrats. When you are being covered in such a way, you literally can do no right. There is just no way to, 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 uh, to uh, please these people. And that's the sad truth of the matter. Now, if you're looking for an example of what I'm talking about when I say the president can do no right on this Monday morning, this is a story from PJ Media where they um, are they have done some work. They've done some homework. We talk oftentimes about the press and its negative coverage of President Trump, over 90% negative stories when they write about Donald Trump, right? Talking about the mainstream press. Not Breitbart News, which gives them a fair shake. Not Fox News, which usually gives them a fair shake. Not Drudge and others uh, that are that are conservative and thus trying to balance out what the left, you know, left leaning mainstream news does to the president of the United States. But when you when you look at the mainstream news media, and that's of course the networks, CBS, ABC, NBC, uh, and so on, and then of course all of the you know liberal newspapers, liberal cable news, and so on and so forth. The president is, whenever he is discussed, it's in negative tones, negative terms, not over 90% of the time. Those studies have already been done. But add to that the tech giants' coverage of Donald Trump. In other words, how they skew the coverage of Donald Trump. And by tech giants, of course, I'm speaking of the social media owners of Twitter and Facebook and, more importantly, the owner of the Internet which is Google. Now, I say that kind of, you know, semi-seriously. No one actually owns the Internet writ large, but Google dominates the Internet. No one dominates the Internet more than Google except for online pornography. That's just the reality. Google owns the Internet because Google owns the search world. There are other search engines like Bing, and uh, what's, uh, I'm trying to think of a couple of other ones. Uh, start, I think. Uh, start or starter. Uh, start page. Start page. Beg your pardon. Start page. I know about this one because that's the one I use. I don't use Google search. And there's a good reason for that. Let me tie these two stories that I just hit you with together. The negative news from the mainstream press on Trump combined with the skewed presentation of those news items by Google, which is easily the most dominant force, again, outside of porn, on the Internet. Between Google Chrome, Google search engines, um, what else, uh, Google um, uh, Home, uh, you know, which is the device that's kind of like the Amazon Alexa, Gmail, Android phones, which are Google phones, and so I mean they literally do. They they just they, they kind of own the internet. So 
At any rate, why am I bringing this up? Here's how we married the two stories together. Google may very well be, and in fact, I have accused them of doing so for the last several years. Well, really, at least the last two and a half since Trump became president. Manipulating their algorithms to prioritize left-leaning news outlets in your searches, particularly of things pertaining to Donald Trump. Conservatives and Trump supporters have for the last several years questioned whether Google was deprioritizing conservative news sites. We know they are. Every time I do a search, I do it on live radio. I'll do a search and then read you the results from the first page. You can't find a conservative news presentation of that particular issue, no matter what it is. Hiding them from users who utilize their search engine. Google has maintained that all outlets are treated fairly, but nevertheless, conservative sites have reported reduced search traffic. And in the case of Google-owned YouTube, I forgot about them when I say they own the Internet, content creators have been banned and demonetized. Google's high-profile firing of conservative James Damore purportedly over his conservative political views only reinforced the idea that Google is picking winners and losers. But did you know it was this bad? How bad? 96% bad. That's right. According to this study, 96% of Google search results for the term Trump News come from liberal media outlets. Let me say that again. If you go to your Google search window, your search bar, and you type in Trump, 96% of the results you're going to get are going to be from liberal media outlets. And thus, what kind of articles on Donald Trump? Negative ones. Negative ones. That's what it's going to be. 96%. How? Can a conservative president, how can a person like Donald Trump even possibly get a fair shake in the media? And this is what's so frustrating because the, the, the left has continued to gripe and complain that Russia interfered with our election. Forget about the collusion aspect. We know that's trash. The Mueller report confirmed what we knew before the Mueller report started. There was no collusion between Trump and the Russians. But they continue to claim, aha, but Russian bots bought ads and, and, and spewed forth misinformation on Facebook. And, and that that may have clouded American voters' views or information or knowledge of the issues at, before they went to the polls in November of 2016. They're complaining that Russian bots might have interfered with the election by presenting information that may or may not be accurate. And yet they, here in the homeland... The big tech giants have no problem whatsoever with skewing the information just the same way they accuse the Russian bots of doing it to present, present an entirely different picture of things uh, from right here in, inside the United States. 96% coverage negative of Donald Trump. All of that liberal stuff when you search in Google for the word Trump. So they just, I mean, they literally want the entirety of media presentation, be it traditional media, broadcast media, print media, or social media, they want all of it to be negative and anti-Trump. They don't want to give you an opportunity to read something that might be favorable either about him or the administration or about accomplishments in his two and a half years as president. This is the fight of this time, my friends. This is the fight between now and November of 2020. 
this could decide the future of not only that election, but of the country because of the ramifications. We cannot allow Google to manipulate us. We cannot allow Facebook, Twitter, Google, ABC, NBC, MSNBC, CNN, etc., because they are all marching to the beat of the same drum. We cannot allow that to steal our future from us. If you'd like to talk about this, 216-901-0945 or 888-281-1110. It's 22 minutes past the hour. The Bob France Authority back after this. Now heard through downtown, through greater Cleveland on 102.5 FM. It's the Bob France Authority. Shake, 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 Sinora, shake your... All right, 927 here on AM 1420, The Answer. It's a short segment, so I want to uh, use it to tell you how amazing you are. Uh, And I mean that very seriously. I want to congratulate you. I want to thank you. I want to appreciate you for what you were able to do for us. And when I say us, I mean all of us, including you. Um, The Alliance Defending Freedom campaign ended yesterday. And I have been telling you and asking you throughout the month of June, it was an extraordinarily important time for us because we were pledging, we had a goal of uh, fundraising. We had a goal of getting 45 uh, donors to donate $100 each to Alliance Defending Freedom in order to help this important ministry that provides legal services to people whose religious liberties are being attacked. And uh, when government overreach uh, uh, you know, happens and victimizes people, you know, as we've explained, you know, sometimes it takes hundreds of thousands of dollars to hire attorneys to defend you, to defend you, your business, your school, your church, or whatever it might be, uh, against these uh, these these discriminatory attacks against you because of your religion. And people don't have that. People can't afford that. Alliance Defending Freedom has, for twenty five years, taken on these cases for people who have been attacked in such ways free of charge pro bono but yet as you know it takes money to try all of those cases and that's where we came in and all across the salem media platform all across the country stations just like this one had goals to reach out and raise funds for lines defending freedom throughout the month of june everybody had a goal based on the size of the station side of the size of the marketplace and so on and so forth and i can tell you this not every station was able to reach those goals sadly but this particular station, this particular market, this particular listening audience, you smashed it. You did a phenomenal job, and I cannot thank you enough for the amazing uh, commitment that you have shown to religious liberty and to helping us. And quite frankly, you know, the, the, if, if I was a, played a role in that, the commitment to me, because I've asked you to help us and to help me. Uh, to reach that goal, and you did, and uh, I, I just can't thank you enough for everything uh, you know that you did. By the way, the campaign is over. The official June campaign for um, Alliance Defending Freedom, and you smashed our goal. 
but the need is always there. So if you are looking for you know places to put your money in terms of charitable outreach and so on and so forth, particularly if you're looking for tax deductions and so on and so forth, please consider Alliance Defending Freedom going forward. The need will continue even if this particular campaign has ended, and it ended very successfully. So on behalf of Alliance Defending Freedom and behalf of, on behalf of the Bob France Authority and on behalf of AM 1420, the answer. Can I just give you... Can you dig it? That is my personal seal of approval and gratitude for everything that you did for Alliance Defending Freedom. Back after the news. Nine thirty four. We continue on AM fourteen twenty. The answer, Congressman Jim Jordan, going to be joining us here in about fifteen minutes. Looking forward to that chat about a whole host of things. I want to go back though, for a moment, if I may, to the lead story that we uh, began with today, and that is uh, the attack on, quite frankly, journalism as we have come to know journalism, but moreover, conservatives, conservative thought, and yes, our president, the United States of America, by. The mainstream news networks, mainstream news media, and by the social media giants that have uh, made it their mission to impact elections, made it their mission to change the outcomes of elections, made it their mission to uh, promote liberal, progressive candidates and to try to destroy Donald Trump. So I gave you the story from PJ Media. I want to give you a little bit more on this now. PJ Media, if you just turn the radio on. Um, reporting on a study that was done that shows that 96% of Google search results for the word Trump, anybody looking for Trump news, those search results come from liberal media outlets. Now, here's what I'm talking about. They're trying to hide positive Trump news from you by only giving you liberal news, which, of course, is going to be anti-Trump. Now, you may expect to see uh, some skewing of the results based on, uh, you know, Google's previous results. I know I have. I've talked about this many, many times. But the blatant prioritization of left-leaning and anti-Trump media outlets might be shocking to you. CNN was the big winner. They scored two of the first ten results. Other left-leaning sites that appeared on the first page of any results, Google results, Google search results of the word Trump, include CBS, The Atlantic, CNBC, The New Yorker, Politico, Reuters, and USA Today. Now, the last two outlets, Reuters and USA Today, could arguably, PJ points out, uh, be considered more centrist or center-left than left-wing, but certainly not conservative. As a matter of fact, not a single right-leaning website appears on the first page of search results when you look for the word Trump. It got much, much worse than that, however, when you analyze the first 100 items that Google does return in a search for news on the word Trump. CNN, by a wide margin, appeared most frequently. Nearly twice as many results returned as the second-place finisher, another anti-Trump a publication called the Washington Post. Now you know CNN with Don Lemon and Chris Cuomo and the rest of the you know Jim Acosta, the rest of the anti anti Trump hacks. Them getting more than twice as many as the second place finisher in terms of search results on the word Trump. That should end our discussion. You can't Trump cannot get a fair shake. You cannot get fair reporting and information about Donald Trump from Google. You just cannot because they're going to give you CNN by the the mouthful. 
Other left-leaning outlets also fared well, including NBC, CNBC, The Atlantic, and Politico. The only right-leaning sites to appear in the top 100 were the Wall Street Journal and Fox News, and they were way down with only three and two results, respectively, compared to 21 by CNN, 21 or excuse me, 11 by Washington Post, 11 by NBC, PJ Media. Did not appear in the top 100. Neither did the National Review, the Weekly Standard, Breitbart, The Blaze, The Daily Wire, HotAir.com, that's a Salem property, TownHall.com, that's a Salem property, Red State, or any other conservative-leaning sites. None of them. CNN 21 uh, uh, results, Washington Post 11, NBC 11, CNBC 8, The Atlantic 5, Political 5, The New York Times 5, Vox 4, CBS 3, and then way down there at the bottom, Wall Street Journal 3. So CNN has a disproportionate number of articles returned when searching for Trump, nearly 29% of the total. The left-leaning sites, again, comprise 96% of the total. So I'm just going to say this as directly as I can. Because I've said it before, and I'm going to say it again. And I have to follow my own advice because I sometimes get caught up in the ease um, uh, of using Google, of using Chrome. It's a it's a quality we- or uh, uh, yeah quality uh, browser. Google Chrome is a quality browser, but there are a lot of other quality browsers out there. And I have heard a lot of people suggesting and offering a lot a lot of different ones. And one of them is Brave, by the way. If you've not tried Brave, that's a great browser. I am using that one kind of concurrently and trying to phase Google all the way out. Google Chrome, that is. Uh, I already use a, 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 a search engine called Start Page, which is definitely a great alternative to Google Google Search Page. You can also use Bing. That is another positive one. But I cannot say this strongly enough, and I will indeed follow my own advice. Stop using Google. Stop supporting them. Stop giving them more clicks and thus more advertisers and thus more money to be used against this nation's best interests. You have to follow the trail here. I mean, seriously, you've got to you you you've got to you got to play chess here and not just checkers. Understand that every time you click on Google. Every time you use Google Chrome, Google Chrome. Every time you send or receive an, a Gmail from a Gmail account, it goes into their database as users, as uses, as clicks. And the more they show the clicks and the uses they get, the more they can go to advertisers and say, "See how many people you could reach by advertising on Google products. Give us your money." And then the advertisers do. And then what does Google do with that money? They come up with more algorithms to buy to create a biased impression against Donald Trump and conservatives. In other words, you are funding your own demise. If you use the Google products, just because you're not writing a Google check, you are giving Google money by way of advertisers. And they, they then use that money to completely... Uh, create false narratives about President Trump and about conservatives. So I cannot tell you strongly enough, stop using Google. Stop using Google in all of its forms. There's a great article. I put this on Parler earlier today, which, by the way, again, another example of let's turn our attention away as much as we can, uh, turn our attention away from uh, left-leaning 
you know, uh, uh, websites and, and platforms like Twitter and Facebook. I'm using Parler. I tell people this every day. I'm trying to get more people to follow me over to Parler. If you like social media and if you like sharing information with people, but you don't like being censored and you don't like the liberals, uh, jamming, uh, all kinds of their trash down your throat while conservatives are banned and have their, their messages, um, blocked and so on and so forth. Get away from Twitter and follow me to Parler. I still use Twitter, but I am also using Parler, and I'm using it more and more. Parler is P-A-R-L-E-R. Download that app on your phone or go to it on your browser, Parler.com, and create an account and follow me at France Radio. So I posted this morning, please stop using Google, and I posted that PJ website, PJ Media website, and one of the first responses that I got was from Cafe Ruthann, who tweeted back to me, Oh, but there's much more. And she included a link to an article on uh, uh, Medium.com. Seven simple steps toward online privacy, and all of them involve getting Google out of your life. Number one, jettison Gmail. All Gmail emails, both incoming and outgoing, even the angry draft emails you decide not to send, are analyzed and stored permanently by Google LLC. And every snippet of information the the, uh, company can, can extract from your emails Added to the massive profile it is compiled about you. Number one, stop using Gmail. Number two, switch search engines, which I just covered. Start page is a great example. I use start page. You can use Bing, any others. Stop using Google.com. That's extraordinarily important. Number three, kill Chrome. Do not use the Chrome browser. And again, I am weaning myself off of it because I've used it for a few years now, and I'm working my way toward Brave. There are other browsers out there as well. Puffin is another one that I could recommend. Firefox is another one which I could recommend. Um, there are others, but like I said, Brave is a very good one. It blocks all ads. It's faster than Chrome, too. Number four, X Android. In other words, the Google phones. Android is a Google property. Do not use Google phones, and if that steers you toward Apple and you don't like Apple, well, I don't know what to tell you. But I can tell you this, Google Chrome or Google phones, I should say, and Androids are worse. Number five, heave home. If you've been bamboozled into installing the uh, Google Home devices all over your house, get rid of them. Just trash them. Do Try to resell them if you want, but that's only sell them to people you don't like. Let Google listen into other people's homes. Number six, clear cash and cookies. Companies and hackers of all sorts are constantly installing invasive computer code onto your computers and mobile devices to keep an eye on you uh, for sometimes more nefarious purposes. A mobile device can clear out most of your garbage by going to the settings menu of your browser and going to privacy and security and clearing your cash and your cookies. That's really important to do as well. And number seven, and finally, pick a proxy or VPN. If you get a VPN, which is a virtual private network, That's a service that creates a buffer between you and the Internet, and sometimes it can fool the surveillance companies into thinking you're not really you. It costs maybe $20, $30, $40 a year to get a decent one, uh, and that VPN uh, can be the difference between all of your information being public and your information remaining private. So, again, let's steer away from these people. They, They do not mean us good. They mean us harm. And let's not give them the means and the methods and the uh, and the money, quite frankly, to continue to do us harm. It just doesn't make sense. 945, going to clear out now so we make room for Congressman Jim Jordan, who joins us next on AM 1420, The Answer. WHKRadio.com is where to find the Bob France Authority podcast. I don't 
949, we continue now at AM 1420. The answer, and as promised, I want to say good morning to Congressman Jim Jordan, Ohio's 4th Congressional District Representative. Congressman, good morning. How are you, sir? Uh, I'm fine, Bob. Uh, good morning to you. Pretty historic uh, moment yesterday. President Donald Trump, sure not not just standing in, t- in the uh, DMZ, but he took a step over into North Korea, becoming the first sitting president ever to do that. And uh, the coverage of that was kind of mixed. Uh, some say that this is a great step toward diplomacy and an opportunity to uh, work with the tyrannical dictatorial regime in North Korea and perhaps de- uh, de-escalate nuclear tensions and so on. And, of course, if you're anything left of center, this was just a ridiculous photo op, Donald Trump trying to appease uh, an international tyrant. What say you, Congressman? I say this is one more example of this, this president leading, one more example of this president doing things that I think the American people appreciate. I mean, he, remember, he's, he's also doing what he said. He he, uh, he uh, told us he was going to put the embassy in Jerusalem. He did that. Told us he was going to get out of the Iran deal, the Paris Climate Accord, all those things. He did all, did all those. Told us he was going to cut taxes and reduce regulations, and our economy was going to grow. And he's, I mean, this is just one more good thing, I think, that's happened for the country. And, look, he's been tough on, on North Korea, but he's also willing to talk to the guy. And I think uh, I think most Americans appreciate that. Yeah, he has. He has been very tough uh, on on North Korea. He's also been very tough on Russia. In fact, he has been yep. far, far tougher on Russia. Something the media is is you know reticent to report uh, uh, about Donald Trump and what he's done with Russia because they are continuing to try to paint the narrative that he and uh, and Vladimir Putin are best buddies. How did you take the uh, moment at the at the uh, uh, at the G twenty summit in which he kind of said with a smile to Vladimir Putin, "Don't meddle in our elections." Yeah, I mean, come on. I, I the the left needs to relax. Uh, the mainstream press needs to relax. They, it, it doesn't matter what this president does. They're going to be critical. Um, it's just just who they are. Uh, I think, I think that the bigger concern for me is when you watch um, these debates this past week. It's how each candidate tries to outleft the other and get further and move further and further to you know. We're going to raise everyone's taxes. We're going to get rid of everyone's private health insurance. We're going to let non non citizens vote. We're going to. I mean, it just it never ends. And I think most Americans kind of look at all that and thinking like, these guys are just out of out of touch and out of control. Uh, but here's a president who is, uh, as I said before, doing what he said, and and I think Americans appreciate the 3.2 percent economic growth. They appreciate the fact that June was one of the best months ever for the stock market, and on and on it goes. Congressman, uh, one other thought on the G20, uh, and that, of course, is the president's even more uh, important conversation, I think, with the world leader, and that is with uh, uh, Chairman uh, Xi in, in China. Mm. And, and, and I have to ask you, I mean, you know, this trade war that is going on between us, we all know what's going on. We know there are some positive impacts. We know there's some negatives for some, including our farmers. Uh, the goal here and the hope here is that long term, uh, China will blink and we'll get a great deal and uh, be able to, to take care of all yep. of them. Um, but uh, it didn't produce anything at the at the moment. Uh, the sit down uh, talk with Chi, but it does, you know, continue the conversation. What do you hope will happen between between the two countries, and how soon as it pertains to this trade war? Well, what I hope happens first is I actually do hope we get the USMCA, the new NAFTA. I hope that gets passed. If that gets yeah. passed, it seems to me then then there's even more of a focus, a singular focus, on dealing with China and all the abuses that they've had over the years. I think I think that will help us a lot. I also believe, and you know, our district is one of the top manufacturing districts in the country. Plus, where we got big agriculture that starts in our in our district. So, when I talk with farmers and when I talk with people in manufacturing, the the vast vast majority of them are saying, "Look, 
we like what the president's doing. We understand his goal. We understand it might be some, some, some tough times here in the interim, but we, we agree with the president and what he's pursuing and his ultimate goal of getting, getting China to actually behave the way they should. And um, so I, I feel good about it, but I, I, I hope we can get this USMCA uh, passed. And this is largely going to be the speaker's call. This is Speaker Pelosi's call. When it comes to Capitol Hill, is she actually going to bring it up and get a vote on it and help us get this thing passed? Well, that's a really good question. I would have ordinarily said absolutely not. You know, she won't. But uh, we had a moment of, I, I don't know, unity, I guess, or or weakness on the part of Nancy Pelosi. But we got it uh, at the end of last week on Thursday. She actually yep. brought to a vote uh, the yep. funding of our border, what, $4.6 million, I think, free of the conditions that were trying to be set forth by the real, real progressive wing of the already progressive Democratic caucus. Uh, and we got it passed. So that was a victory. Does that indicate there are more to come? Or do you think she's going to get beat up enough by the leftists in her party that she'll never do that again? Who knows? Uh, I think this was just so common sense, and the president had been asking for this for uh, almost seven weeks. I just think it was one of those where they just had to do it. It was like, look, they finally have to admit what we've been saying for months and months and months, that there is a crisis on the border. This was largely just humanitarian aid for, for and it was needed for what the, the crisis situation is down there. So I think in the end it was just it was so bad that she finally felt like look we just got to do this in spite of the fact that the the hard left the the Talibs and and uh, you know Ocasio Cortez and some of those folks in in her party were against it um, it just had to be done and and thank goodness it got done now now what we got to do is, is get focused on the real underlying problem which is fixing the asylum law and building the border security wall and again that's going to be harder uh, I don't think she's willing to go there which is which is unfortunate. No, I don't think she is either. We're talking to Congressman Jim Jordan, um, and, and certainly there's no blinking on the border barrier. Uh, as a matter of fact, a federal judge from the Ninth Circuit, of course, yeah. uh, has blocked the president's reapportionment of $2.5 or $2.4 billion to begin construction of a, a certain phase of the wall. Uh, obviously, that is going to be appealed, and we're going to go no, take another step forward. But wh- I, I just don't understand. I mean, and maybe I do, but I just don't want to accept it, Congressman. But I'm, I'm looking for an explanation as to how a border barrier um, is is can possibly be viewed by the left as being a negative a negative consequence of this uh, situation well, involving uh, illegal immigration when for years they were calling for border fences and barriers it just seems as though the name Trump attached to it means they have to yeah. change their entire philosophy you know, of the situation yeah. you know the situation plus you saw them at the debate that they said some of the craziest things I think most Americans said these people look mean they're they're crazy left. And never forget on the immigration issue. I, I say this all the time, but Earl Blumenauer, member of Congress, is, is, is on record, Democrat member from Oregon, has said that we need to abolish ICE. When, when, when uh, Secretary Clinton ran for president, she said we need a borderless hemisphere. Nancy Pelosi has said walls are immoral. And Stacey Abrams, when she gave the State of the Union response to the president's speech, uh, she, she had just said prior to that, that speech that she's okay with non-citizens voting. So when you start from that perspective, which is where the left is, where the Democrat Party is, it's tough to do the common sense thing like build a border security wall and fix our asylum law. Uh, law. So I just don't know how we get an agreement with people who, who start from the premise they start from on this issue. That's the problem. Now, we can keep trying, and the president's doing everything he can, and we're doing everything we can. Um, but I just don't know how you get an agreement with people who, who, who come from the perspective they come from. Well, I'm glad you brought up the debate and this issue as it was addressed in the debate. And I'll come back to that in a second. But let me ask you about... 
the the optics of all of this. We all saw that heartbreaking picture of a of a father, I think, from uh, El Salvador, yeah. and and his daughter who had uh, tried to make their way across the river and drowned and washed up in a in an embrace, which was really really sad and horrific. But what I don't understand, Congressman, they're literally blaming the president for that, saying Trump is responsible. Beto O'Rourke tweeted, "Trump is responsible for this." Everyone, Trump has to be held accountable. Who's, who's more responsible for uh, for for Central American migrants coming uh, trying to cross the the Rio Grande into? the united states a president who is telling them stay home stay home this is dangerous treacherous and illegal or the democrats who are saying come on in you know as if you bring a child by the way we're going to make sure you get released post haste into the united states who's really responsible for people making these dangerous journeys no you're you're i mean it was a, it was a, a tragic tragic uh photo and, and a terrible situation but you're exactly right they, they they've set up the incentive Think about, like, Senator Graham has proposed legislation. You should have to apply for asylum in Mexico. You should have to apply at a in, in, in the country before you get to the border. Just that simple change could help so much, and, and maybe that would have been enough so you don't have these, these, these terrible things happen. Uh, but, yeah, yes, when the incentives are all set up for people to come here with, with, with children, and we've, we've heard testimony, uh, you know, that, that – some of these children don't belong to the to the adults or bring them in. They're using the child as a, as the, the ticket to get to this country, um, and the Democrats continue to incentivize this behavior instead of addressing the underlying problem. That is that's what that's what bothers me. I think bothers so many Americans, and it's so frustrating because we know what needs to be done. The left just won't go there. Back to the debate on this issue, the most absurd moment, I think, and you talk about incentivizing people to make this journey and to take the chance on trying to get into the United States illegally. Uh, every single Democrat on night two of the Democrat debates, when asked, would you support, would your Medicare for all slash health care plan for all cover yeah. illegal aliens? Every hand went in the air proudly. And, and Congressman, I'm trying to figure out how that is, is going to stop more people from trying to cross that river and more people from taking that really treacherous journey. You are essentially saying, if you get here, we're going to cover all of your medical needs. You may not have yep. anything in your third world country that, that can take care of your kids or yourselves, but if you come here, we'll do it on our dime. How is, the, I, I, I can already see the new, the new caravans forming just on the debate stage commentary about giving them free health care alone. Yeah, and as I said before, I think uh, most Americans, when they see statements like that, just step back and say, "What are you talking about? What, really?" And this is these are the folks who want to be the the the, the leader of our country, want to be president of the United States, they want to be commander in chief. I mean, I, I don't, I just don't think it plays well. Um, I, I think most Americans see it for what it is, um, and and. You know, look, I think it just underscores that. I think some, some people said that the real winner was, was President Trump after those debates. I think that's probably true. And, um, you, you know, I, I know one thing. It, it seems to me if the election were held today in Ohio, President Trump would win going away in our state today. Um, and that's usually a good sign that you got a, you got a great chance of being uh, winning the overall election if you can win our state. So I think things look good for the president because, uh, you know, he's done what he said. And the economy's moving in the right direction. And people appreciate someone who actually gets in office and keeps their promises and, and does exactly what they campaigned on uh, that they were going to do. So uh, we'll, we'll see how it all shakes out here in the next, uh, what, next 16, 18 months. Uh, Congressman, it's already past 10 o'clock, but I'd be remiss if I didn't ask for your uh, opinion on the Supreme Court opinion, barring the census from asking a very simple question of whether or not you're a citizen of the United States or not. Yeah. No, it's, 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 it's wrong. Uh, 
you know, if you read Judge Alito, you read Judge Thomas, and frankly, the, the entire court, they, they, they said, we're going to, we're sending this back because there was a concern about how it was handled and the predicate for bringing this question forward. They didn't rule on just the fundamental idea that you should, you should be able to ask on a sentence if you're a citizen of this country. In fact, that was Judge Alito's statement. So I think if the, if the Commerce Department comes back and says, we're, the only reason we're doing this is because we think this is a question that should be asked. If that's their motivation, I think we got a good chance of that standing up in court and having it done. So, uh, unfortunately, we, we, we didn't quite get there, but uh, I think it will the next time around. Congressman Jim Jordan, thank you so much for your commentary, sir. Keep up the good work. We'll you talk bet. to you again very soon. That's Jim Jordan on AM 1420. The answer, it's 10.02. We're a little late to the news. We'll catch up now on AM Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.